No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into His Hardline. Welcome. Glad to have you all here. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. This is the only place where you're going to get God and Jesus Christ mixed in with a little true history of America, mixed in with instructions on how to assemble your nation. We're here to implement solutions that will help restore this republic. But most importantly, we're also here to help America and the rest of the world to invite Jesus Christ into their heart. It's time to take back our nation. It's time to take back our world, ladies and gentlemen. And you can find us here six out of the seven days a week. So be sure to share this with your friends and family. Don't forget, don't forget. Sovereignty itself is, of course, not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Welcome to His Heart Line, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Let's get rocking. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. It is Monday, December 26, 2022. It is the day after Christmas. So glad to have you all here. I do sincerely, sincerely apologize from the bottom of my heart for being gone for so long. I tell you what, it has been a, it has been quite, um, it has quite, been quite the week week and a half for me um literally since let's see well we had this weekend we had our blizzard i guess if you want to call it that and it just seemed like another you know bad snowstorm to me but you know whatever um but the weekend prior to that we had another crazy snow that just it kept me from getting to the you know getting back home and off of work in a timely manner and so I wasn't able to get back on time. And <clears throat> when you're when you're dealing with 14 hours behind the wheel of a gas tanker truck and you get your truck stuck in the middle of an intersection and you're getting stuck in gas stations because plow truck drivers don't know how to do their job on a Saturday, it puts a damper on your mood really quick and it eats up your time. It eats up your energy and it eats up pretty much everything but your soul i swear so last that that weekend before i got sick that was just quite the the crap show if i must say and then of course as we got into the beginning of the week after i had those two delays then i ended up starting you know feeling some nastiness in my throat and then that's kind of where it started going downhill from there and i said you know what i'm just gonna take a break 
because clearly God is telling me I need to take a break. I need to reset, which is why I, I titled this show Realigning and Resetting, um, because I need to try to figure a way. And I don't want to say I need to try to figure it out. I think I've already figured it out. I need to implement it. So basically what I'm trying to do here is keep these shows simple, but also keep them effective where they are solid with substance. Uh, so obviously we're going to keep doing the Bible readings, but I need to be strict with my time management. And it's kind of hard to do that. Like I said, when you have a job like I do, uh, doing, you know, gas hauling, like I said, half my life is behind the wheel of a truck. And sometimes it can go and bleed into 13 and 14 hour days. Like today was a 13 and a half hour day for me. So, you know, it's just one of those things. So I do apologize for the, uh, for the absence, but it was definitely needed. It was Definitely, actually, definitely needed. I'll, I'll say that. It was really good to just be away from the microphone, spend some solid time trying to get better. And then once I got better, it was just nice to be able to actually, you know, enjoy my three-day weekend with my wife and with my daughter. My daughter absolutely loved it, ate every second of it up, got another three-day weekend coming up. I was going to work an extra day on Friday, but I was like, you know what? No. I'm going to enjoy my family, uh, you know, some more. And then after that, you know, I'll be having another, you know, four or five day little, you know, vacation. So I won't be in the studio there because, um, you know, again, just something that was already pre-planned a while ago for uh, the first half or the first first uh, week, week and a half. I can't even remember now what days, but uh, I'll be out of the studio for a few days. But that was long scheduled. So anyways, but today, this is episode 400, where we're going to be doing the reading out of Isaiah chapter 33. But before I get into the reading real quick, I was just kind of scrolling through some headlines here, which is really interesting stuff. I tell you what, what craziness already day after Christmas. So I guess apparently China sends 71 warplanes in the skies around Taiwan in a, quote, military drill. So that's something that I guess we'll be kind of paying attention to. Not sure what's going to come about that. Um, as far as the Biden economy, Fed is raising rates faster and higher than ever. Inflation is out of control. It's another headline over there at the Gateway Pundit. As I scroll down, there's, um, let's see here, I'm seeing, uh, let's see, apparently Twitter dropped some more files. So we had another Twitter, Twitter file drop, um, basically showing how they, well, pretty much censored real information about COVID-19 and how they left disinformation up um, for, you know, to, to promote the disinformation about COVID-19. So I'm sure there's more in information and details on that. Again, it's not one of those topics I'm going to hit real, really at all, because it's stuff we already know. This is, I think, these Twitter file drops are more for the people that are just, you know, sleepers and normies, if you will, that had no idea. So I'm not going to focus on what Twitter's dropping, <clears throat> to be quite honest with you. Now, I do find this quite interesting. Uh, I guess out in the state of Washington, uh, thousands lose power after four substations were vandalized. Now, remember, that happened uh, just, what, a few weeks ago out in North Carolina in, in a county that left, what, 40,000 customers without power? And now we got this happening out in Washington State, four substations. So, again, folks... Uh, I've been saying this for a while, even if you live in a residential area in a, you know, in a city or suburbs, um, even in an apartment, I think you can find a way to just buy a generator, something that you could put on your, on your balcony and, um, run some extension cords inside, at least so you could power a few things up. Cause I'm telling you right now, my neighbor across the street, God love him. He's a great guy. Um, smart guy actually, he's a computer programmer, but 
we've been neighbors now three years and we must have lost power in our neighborhood. I'm not even kidding you. At least probably better than a dozen times, maybe, maybe less, maybe 10 times, but at 10 to 12 times easy. And a couple of times have been for an extended period of time. And every time the power goes out, he's like, I got to get a generator. I got to get a generator because we have ours hooked directly to the house. And yet every time power goes out, He's like, I got to get a generator. I'm like, dude, how many times does the power have to go out before you actually get one and have an electrician like hardwired it into your house? Well, finally, before the blizzard came, he paid through the nose, of course, because you can't find an electrician on last, you know, last minute notice unless you're going to pay through the nose. And he was willing to. He said, look, I'm willing to pay you whatever I have to. I just want to get this generator capable of powering my house if I lose power during this blizzard and sure enough somebody named their price they canceled their christmas party and they came out and they made some buku bucks so hey if you're willing to pay you know what the heck you know so uh he finally got a generator but i guess i say all that to say this folks we don't know what these people are capable of okay as more information starts spilling out with these Twitter files and, um, you know, even with the assembly, as the assembly starts to grow, we're seeing more infiltrators trying to come in and trying to ruin progress. They're going to do whatever they can to stop information. They're going to do whatever they can to stop the flow of information. That's what COVID-19 was all about. You think that was really just a virus because a bat and a snake got together at a bar one day and they told jokes about priests? No, that that was a ploy to stop people from getting together in their homes that's why you had the whole social distancing, you know, the six foot social distancing and the masking. And you can't go out in public. You can't talk to anybody without being, quote unquote, arrested. They did not want these people to be successful with the assemblies. Because when we get our 38 plus states, guess what? We, the people, will be finally back in charge. We will finally have the power, be able to wield that power. And that is when the military would actually, of course, submit their authority to we, the people. Okay, they don't want that. All right, so get a little generator, something to power up, even to make sure you have power to your phone and to be able to like make sure you have your air conditioning unit on or your furnace if you live in a cold state during the winter. I know out in California, some of you guys are getting like 80 degrees out there, but like up here in you know the Midwest, we're getting you know 10 degrees right now, 15 degrees. So get something, okay? You can find an, a decent generator at any Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever your, you know, store like that for a good two, 300 bucks. And yes, I know it's two, $300 that probably would probably go a long way somewhere else. But, you know, at what cost do you, you know, say that, you know, ah, I'll just risk it. I'll just risk it. You know, I'm, I'm sure I won't. I'm sure I, 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 my power won't go out. Well, the one time that it goes out and you're going to really need it, you're going to really wish you had that generator. So I'm just saying, just prepare. You don't have to spend $5,000 on it, just a couple hundred bucks. And you can get something that'll power some basic stuff in your house or apartment. So, okay, that's it. I'm not going to go over any more of that. Let's get into the reading of um, Isaiah chapter 33. <clears throat> and I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible, by the way. And it says, Woe to you, destroyer, while you were not destroyed, and he who is treacherous, while others did not deal treacherously with him, as soon as you finish destroying, you will be destroyed. As soon as you cease to deal treacherously, others will deal treacherously with you. Lord, be gracious to us. We have waited for you. Be their strength every morning. Our salvation also in the time of distress. At the sound of a roar, peoples flee. 
At the lifting up of yourself, nations disperse. Your plunder is gathered as a caterpillar gathers, as the caterpillar gathers. Like an infestation of locusts, people storm it. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He has filled Zion with justice and righteousness, and he will be the stability of your times, a wealth of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Behold, their brave men cry out in the streets. The ambassadors of peace weep bitterly. The highways are desolate. The traveler has ceased. He has broken the covenant. He has despised the cities. He has no regard for mankind. The land mourns and wastes away. Lebanon is shamed and withers. Sharon is like a desert plain, and Bashan and Carmel lose their foliage. Now I will arise, says the Lord. Now I will be exalted. Now I will be lifted up. You have conceived chaff. You give birth to stubble. My breath will consume you like a fire. The peoples will be burned to lime, like cut thorns which are burned in the fire. You who are far away, hear what I have done, and you who are near, acknowledge my might. Sinners in Zion are terrified. Trembling has seized the godless. Who among us can live with the consuming fire? Who among us can live with everlasting burning? One who walks righteously and speaks with integrity, one who rejects unjust gain and shakes his hands so that they hold no bribe. One who stops his ears from hearing about bloodshed and shuts his eyes from looking at evil. He will dwell on the heights. His refuge will be the impregnable rock. His bread will be given him. His water will be sure. Your eyes will see the king in his beauty. They will see a distant land. Your heart will meditate on terror. Where is one who counts? Where is one who weighs? Where is one who counts the towers? You will no longer see a fierce people, a people of an unintelligible speech which no one comprehends, of a stammering tongue which no one understands. Look at Zion. The city of our appointed feast, your eyes will see Jerusalem, an undisturbed settlement, a tent which will not be folded. Its stakes will never be pulled up, nor any of its ropes be torn apart. But there the majestic one, the Lord, will be for us, a place of rivers and wide canals on which no boat with oars will go and on which no mighty ship will pass. For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king. He will save us. Your ship's tackle hangs slack. It cannot hold the base of its mast firmly, nor spread out the sail. Then the prey of an abundant spoil will be divided. Those who limp will take the plunder, and no resident will say, I am sick. The people who live there will be forgiven their wrongdoing. And that is Isaiah chapter 33 verses 1 through 24. So what are we what is this really saying here? What what are we talking about when we read this? It seems like we're we're looking at God's promise of grace. And this chapter contains a hard truth that seems to be hard to swallow for many. And Isaiah appeals to God for grace to alleviate the suffering of his people. And God's response is a description of two ends, an everlasting fire for the wicked 
and a dwelling place on high for the righteous. And so, in other words, God answers Isaiah's prayer with the promise of heaven and a hell. So, why is this promise of good? Well, the wicked will be cast away, and with them gone, So, and so too goes away suffering, betrayal and manipulation, and so on and so forth, right? And so, God will be able to pour forth 100% of his blessings because he will have no need to be passing judgment on sinners. And now, there'll be no wars, there would be no more hatred, only peace. Which kind of reminds me of the thousand years of peace that, you know, in my opinion, maybe could be right around the corner if we can get our, you know, get our assembly of states and be able to do away with this cabal that we're dealing with. But while we look at hell, for example, that's, or not for an example, but in this instance, hell is a place of torture for the wicked. It's a promise of good for the righteous, right? Knowing that all wickedness will be removed is a relieving promise. That's something that I think we would all get a a deep sigh of relief. I mean, don't we all long for a place free from evil? I mean, I know I sure as heck do. I don't want to deal with evil. I don't want my kids growing up in a world filled with evil. Where I have to always worry about them when they walk out the garage or out the front door to go play with their friends. How I have to constantly look out my window every two minutes. Or my wife every two minutes. That's no way to live. And so in an odd way, God's promise of hell for the wicked is a direct answer to Isaiah's prayer for grace. And so God will extend so much grace that we will be blessed with a place free from all evil. Wouldn't that be great? So if we break this down verse by verse, verse 1, it explains how God will punish those who do evil with the very thing they practice, like an untamed serpent or a snake, right? Evil turns around and bites whoever tries to handle it. And as we look at verses two through nine, Isaiah gives us a pattern for a prayer of grace. And in the prayer, he states his request, please be gracious to us. He shows why he wants it answered by asking, you know, by by saying we are suffering. He acknowledges God's authority because he is righteous and wise and strong. He humbles himself because man must fear God, and then he repeats the problem. And so God already knows that one has to pray about before one even prays. But when one prays in the right mindset with the right humility, God is far more likely to answer. See, when we pray, we need to make sure we're always in the right mindset. We need to remember to be honest with the need, but at the same time, we also need to praise God. And we need to appeal to his divine character as to why, you know, why, why should he answer the request and, and why ask for an answer to begin with. Now, as we look at verses 11 through 16, now everyone who is evil will be destroyed by their own doings. And God will be exalted by exposing the wicked for what they are and bringing them to justice, ultimately sending them to a devouring everlasting fire. And so the wicked, blinded by their own decisions, will be surprised by God's judgment, sadly, for them. And so when one sees where one really stands with God, fear should grip one's heart. I mean, really. And so those who despise evil, however, have no need to be afraid of God's judgment because they will live in safety and will have confidence that they will have all their needs met. These verses reveal a clear picture of heaven and hell. 
and the righteous will dwell on high while the wicked are stuck in an everlasting lake of fire, basically. And these verses also make it clear that there will be some Jews in hell. Now, as we look at verses 17 and 18, in heaven, one will be surrounded by the beauty of God and be able to clearly see everything that is around. However, teachers of the law, like scribes, Pharisees, and other religious leaders, you might be surprised to see that they actually might not be found there. Right? False prophets, false teachers. You know, with fear, one realize one realizes that those particular teachers, though being able to instruct others in the God, you know, in God's word, were lost themselves. So whatever one's earthly position, it is not enough to secure one's salvation. One must have faith in Jesus Christ. That's the big thing right there that most people forget. You have to have faith in Jesus Christ, in his, self, in his resurrection. As we look at verse 19, in heaven one shall know as one is known. Everyone will be blessed with complete knowledge and understanding. And as we look at verse 20, Jerusalem will be established as a peaceful city that no one can destroy. And this is rightfully understood as the new Jerusalem of Revelation 21, as the present day Jerusalem was destroyed by the Babylonians and will suffer damage in the end time wars. And as we look at the last four verses of uh, Isaiah 33, 21 through 24 here, the Lord himself is one's rest and life-giving water. In him, in truth, righteousness, and salvation. And so in this new Jerusalem, no one will be sick, excuse me, no one will be sin, sick, and all will be forgiven. And the weak and the helpless will have all the goods while the gallant ships or those who have power right now will have no strength. And as the earliest, as the earlier verses reveal, all the wicked will be cast into everlasting fire, leaving the righteous to inherit all the earth. This is why it is so important, ladies and gentlemen, and I cannot stress this enough. This is one of the reasons why I'm going to be doing a reset and a realigning in this show because I feel like I've covered topics that although are kind of, you know, kind of entertaining and um, kind of relevant, but not really, for example, discussing certain things within the de facto and, you know, things that might be going on with the fake Biden regime or, you know, what's going on with the Carrie Lake, uh, you know, lawsuit out in Arizona, you know, things like that. Or like how the Albany, what is it, the Albany um, legislatures or whatever in that state of New York gave themselves a 29% raise. Yes, those things are important, but I'm I'm not going to be focusing too much on distractions because that's all what those things are. They're distractions. I'm tired of the distractions. We're going to, I'm going to do my best to realign and reset in this show to make sure um, a, these shows don't go longer than they have to, number one. But number two, I'm going to really pound harder on the importance and the educational aspect of the National Assembly. 
there is a lot of movement going on. And because of the movement that's going on with getting these states there, that means that the intensity of suppressing information and quieting down the information and infiltration is ever increasing and it's becoming exhausting. But you know what? It's not going to be coming. It's not going to become so exhausting to the point to where we give up because that's not what we do. But back like what it was just saying right here, how in the earlier verses that we were just reading here in Isaiah chapter 33, all the wicked will be cast into the everlasting fire and the righteous will inherit all the earth. I truly believe with everything in my being that when we finally get our true assembly of states, our lawful true assembly of states, which I believe would have God centered at the heart of all of it is when we can start turning around this nation and really putting these tyrants away once and for all. Now, that's not to say that we're trying to go after vengeance, because remember, vengeance is the Lord's. That is God's. That's not for us. We're here to just simply carry out a process, a lawful process. In the Bible is our original law book. And I think I heard it in another show. Somebody put it, simply put, that the Bible is a manual for warfare. And as I thought about that, I was like, yeah, you know what? That absolutely makes sense. Not only is the Bible a good history book and a good book for um, implementing laws, it is a manual for warfare against evil. That Bible, little do people realize, is a very, very multifunctional and valuable asset to have in your home. That's why I think maybe I have eight of them in my home alone. I love collecting Bibles just as much as I like reading it. But we have to get our, our nation back, ladies and gentlemen, because when we get our nation back, we can get our world back. And I know there's a lot of people around the world, and I know you're listening up there in Canada, our brothers and sisters to the north. I know you're listening up there. I see you guys tune into this podcast. Thank you. I see you over there in Russia, in Germany, South Africa, Mexico, the United Arab Emirates. I see you guys tuning in. Thank you. The UK. And there's so many other countries that tune in. I can't even list them all, but thank you for tuning in. We will get our world back because this is not just the United States of America thing. This is a world thing. This is God's world. God created this beautiful place. We need to preserve this place. We need to protect this place. We need to rid of all the evil and finally get to that thousand years of peace as described in the Bible. I think we can get there. I truly believe we can get there. So with all of that said, going forward, I'm going to be doing my best. Yes, I'll, I'll read some headlines if they, if I feel it's, you know, worthy to kind of skim through, because again, we don't want to completely ignore what's going on in fake news and the distractive news networks out there. 
you kind of want to have your finger on the pulse a little bit, but I am not going to have so much of my energy and attention in that side of the world, because the more we divert our attention in other areas, then the less attention goes to the goal at hand, the task at hand. And what is that? Well, that's putting eyes to Christ, inviting Jesus Christ in our heart. That's number one. All right. Having faith and 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 pure love for Jesus Christ. That's number one. And number two, it takes away from actually educating ourselves on the true history of this country and this world and from assembling lawfully our states here in the United States of America. If we put too much of our energy, efforts, and attention in other areas, then that means that's that much less attention that is put forth towards something that can be more constructive. I hope that makes sense. And so that is what I'm talking about when I say I'm going to be realigning myself here at the show and doing kind of my own reset. And I, again, I want to say I thank you, all you guys. Um, I didn't get a chance to read all your comments here because they were coming in quite, quite quickly here. Um, but I do appreciate your guys' patience uh, while I was... Um, you know, taking a little break. I was just seeing somebody in here put, uh, where was it? Angie, she put, was that the 10 days of darkness? <laughs> no, I, no, I'm, I have nothing to do with that. That just happened to be a really weird coincidence, legit. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, no, I am better. Thanks to my wife. Let me tell you something. Can I, let me share something else. So I have learned so much from my wife and what, um, what true, you know, mothers back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I'm talking colonial days since the founding of this nation and even further back than that, mothers were the true doctors of their family. Mothers, right? They, they, you always hear the wives' tales of how to cure this or cure that, right? Home remedies. Well, I think more people as they start realizing just how poisoned our food and our water and everything we use really is and how it's diminishing our health and how it's slowly taking our lives in little incremental um, bit by bit, people are starting to realize just how important it is to really have um, whole food and to get away from processed junk and how to have cl true clean water, whether if it's through like reverse osmosis or boiling your water or whatever. Right. But my wife, she had, uh, these, these Mason jars filled with, um, garlic cloves and then had honey in it. And so the honey would soak into the garlic. So it would be a little bit more palatable and not as strong and, you know, have that much of a bite. But once I started feeling like crud, she would give me a tablespoon of two garlic cloves with the honey uh, right after work and then another two before I went to bed. And ironically, crazy enough, I actually started feeling some relief. I did not take one bit of NyQuil this whole time I was sick. I did not take any cough drops. I didn't take any Advil or ibuprofen or anything like that. I didn't take any of that. I was straight taking all the natural remedies that my wife had. And then the other thing she had, she made a little serum of it was sliced lemon sliced ginger and then i believe uh honey 
poured and she layered the ginger and the, and the lemon and then poured honey over it. And then that goes in the fridge, of course. And then that kind of like makes it like a little old marinated, whatever. And then what she would do is she would take that and put it in a cup with hot water, kind of making it like a tea, if you will. And I would take that and that gave me some relief. And I forgot what else I had. I think she was making some uh, elderberry um, syrup. That helped out. I'm trying to think what else she had. Oh, she just put in the chat here. Honey also clears sinuses and coughs. I I'll tell you what, this may sound a little crazy, guys, but this was the best. I know this sounds weird. This was the best sickness that I've ever gone through because I didn't get one single ache. And I am under the suspicion that our aches come from NyQuil and other cough syrups that come from Big Pharma because those cough syrups, sure, it gives us relief with congestion and helps us fall asleep and knocks us out and whatever else it does. But I think the ingredients in that garbage is what inflames the rest of our body and creates those body aches that we often suffer from when we get sick. I didn't have one single ache. Oh, and she also said onion water. She made onion water. That was very interesting too. Ba babe, if you can, put, tell me what was the onion water for? I, I, I just took it. I just, I trusted you. I just, for all I know, she could poison it and like collect on life insurance and instantly she's a millionaire. But now tell me what the onion water was for real quick because I forgot about that. But let me tell you something, guys. This was the best sickness that I've ever gone through. Seriously. Um, it was a little miserable, but not like it could have been. And I got over it way faster. Something that would normally take two and a half, three weeks for me to get over a week less. Like I don't even have any more drainage right now. Like I, I, I feel great. And if you saw that stupid video of me being in shorts and bare feet out in the snow when it was, uh, you know, wind chills of uh, minus five and, and blustery out with my margarita, uh, you could clearly see I was feeling better. <laughs> Uh, she puts in here, onion water is chopped onion, and then it's soaked in clean, filtered water. You put it in the fridge for about, for 10 to 12, wait, for 10 to 12 before consumption. 10 to 12 what, babe? Trying to, reading it here as you're typing it. 10 to 12, yeah, that, that's probably what she meant. Yeah, 10 to 12 hours. But, uh, but anyways, yeah, I took all this stuff. I felt great. I feel great now. And it helps with anything respiratory, RSV, sinuses, and cold. So there you have it. And, um, and then, yeah, I also bought her this book, part of her Christmas gift, um, among other things, because we're getting rid of our plastics and all of the other garbage that we use in the kitchen and replacing everything with glass and stainless steel, which, oh, my God, that is pricey, um, but worth it. But I got her this um, home remedies book. It's thick. It's like an inch thick. And it has all the different remedies for natural, you know, for, for with that you can use with natural ingredients. It's just an awesome book. And at the back, there's a glossary that tells you, you know, there's a glossary for the remedies. And then there's a glossary like it tells you like a glossary for, okay, if you have a head cold, go see page such and such. Or if you have, I don't know whooping cough or, you know, whatever digestion problems, right? It's, it's so, it's a, it's a really cool book. 
And yes, cast iron too is great. Anything that does not have Teflon or plastics or anything that sheds a, you know, none of that. So, but, uh, yeah. So thank you to my lovely wife for getting me back to good health. I really, really appreciate that. Um, you know what, babe? Zero in Michigan was asking, uh, what's the name of that book? I think you still have it upstairs. I think handy. Type in uh, the the title of the book if you could. Um, it's a great book. I think I bought it at Barnes & Noble for like, eh, I think it was like $40. But it's a great, great resource. And a lot of people apparently, from what I understand, really rave about that. A lot of stay-at-home moms really enjoy using it as a resource. So, um, But yeah, just real simple things. Garlic. Honey, lemon, ginger. Um, there's so many different resources that are available to us on a daily basis at the grocery store that if we just apply it, just a little bit of, you know, put a little bit of effort and apply it. Um, man, oh man, I tell you what, it makes having a cold a little bit more, I don't want to say enjoyable, but a lot more tolerable. It's called the Encyclopedia of Herbal Medicine by Andrew Chevalier. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, but it's uh, for those that aren't listening or seeing the live chat, it's Andrew. And then the last name is C-H-E-V-A-L-L-I-E-R, Chevalier or Chevalier. I don't know, whatever. So there you go. Has over 550 plus herbs and remedies for common ailments. And remember, a lot of it also derives from um, eating proper food. Just eating good, clean food, staying away from sugar, staying away from bread, pizza, cookies. And I'll be honest with you, I did not stay away from a lot of cookies. I ate a lot of Christmas cookies this past week, and I'm still eating them. And I have no regrets. But yes, come New Year's, come New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, you better believe no more sugar, no more seed oils, no more... No more of that nonsense. I have some, I got a Buddha belly that needs to go down. So, and um, while I'm thinking of it too, I do want to point you guys to my website for a minute. If you go to hishardline.com, if you haven't listened to this already, you go to hishardline.com. There's one, two, three, four, five, six links at the top. The third one in says National Assembly. When you hover your cursor over that, or if you're on a phone, you just click on the little menu uh, lines on the upper right-hand corner, I believe is where it's located. And then a little sub-menu will drop down with three additional items. It says, Avoid AVR, Army TM2000-25, and then below that is the Fundamental Orders of 1638. And of course, if you type, if you click on National assembly itself that is a link itself that will go to some key podcast related to the national assembly but i highly recommend listening to the avoid avr who happens who, who's avr that's anna von Reitz. there's two podcasts there and this is more for people who are thinking about becoming a state national avoid that like the plague you are going to get yourself screwed over if you get involved with that do not do that status correction so if you are listening to this for the first time and you are thinking about becoming a state national, I'm going to tell you right now, you are going to find out later the hard way that you have gotten screwed over. Go to hishardline.com, hover over the National Assembly link, go down to a avoid AVR, and there's two, there's two shows I did. 
All right. You click on that. In fact, I just clicked on it right now. Of course, my internet's slow. It should pop up here in a second. But there's two shows. I highly recommend you listen to both of them. Highly recommend it. All right. There's one show, part one. It's called the Jesuit Blood Oath. And then there's part two, AVR's Blood Oath. In her own words, by the way. Listen to both of those shows. And then you tell me if you want to get involved with somebody who takes these blood oaths. Okay? I'm telling you right now. And you don't have to take my word for it. I always encourage people, do your own research. Use your due diligence. Pray for discernment from God. At the end of the day, you got to remember, AVR used to work for Planned Parenthood. The proof is found within of the criminal background that I also have provided on that page. Her husband is also on the sex offender registry for sexual assault. And aside from everything else she's involved in, I would never want to align myself in anything or with anyone who is affiliated with a systematic destruction of innocent babies in the womb, which is, let's not forget, a perfect creation by our loving God. So I highly recommend, ladies and gentlemen, if you are new to here and you're new to the National Assembly, and you're thinking about doing a status correction, I would hold off on that paperwork and listen to these two shows and do some research before you get involved with that nonsense. I'm telling you. All right. So I hope you all have a great day. We're going to say a little prayer here and we're going to close this out. And, um, I'm just trying to find my little music. Man, I tell you what, I got myself completely, completely out of the groove. Like, I, I forgot completely how to do my intro and everything like that. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we're, we're, we'll get back into it, all right? My, my memory will come back to me on how we do this. So let's, let's do an outgoing prayer here, shall we? All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for... Well, first off, for the healing, thank you for helping me feel better. And if there's anybody else out there that is dealing with a head cold or the flu, I pray for their quick recovery and their healing. Thank you so much for all the natural herbs and remedies and plants that you provided us to help us feel better, to give us that nourishment, to give us the sustenance and, and, and to really revitalize the body. Thank you for all that you give us. Um, we we will do our absolute best to make sure we get back to the old ways of doing things and getting away from mechanisms like Big Pharma, which is clearly not for our best interest. Thank you so much for the friends and family here in this community. I appreciate all that you do for us. Thank you for another day of life and good health. And we also want to say thank you. Even though certain Luciferians out there want to hijack this, this holiday, we just want to say thank you for your son in the birth of the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. Thank you for that gift. We really appreciate it. And we just ask that you guide us each and every day in our lives to not only continuously do what's right and to do the next best right thing, but help us guide and show others by example. And so not only do we pray for this nation that we call the United States of America, but we pray for all the other nations around the world. We pray for resolve, 
and we pray that we can finally, once and for all, squash evil and send them back to the lake of fire where they belong so we can live peacefully here on earth. And we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you guys today. And again, I do apologize for being gone for so long, but if I have to be honest, I really enjoyed the break. I really did. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I needed it. And so um, with that said, I have to play this because this cracks me up every time I, I hear it now by Trump. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 Okay. Bye bye. 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 Bye. Thank you very much for coming. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Go have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bing bing. Bye bye. 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 Bye folks. Bye bye folks. That's it. Bye bye. Wave goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 See you sometime. Bye-bye. Good luck. Bye-bye. It just cracks me up every time I hear that. So with that said... I hope you all have a wonderful day or a wonderful night wherever you're at in the world. And we will be back here tomorrow for another episode of His Hard Line. Thank you for joining us and God bless. No longer can we rely on those same people in the media and politics who will say anything to keep our rigged system in place. Instead, we must choose to believe in America. History is watching us now. We don't have much time, but history is watching. It's waiting to see if we will rise to the occasion and if we will show the whole world that America is still free and independent and strong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in here at His Heart Line. Really appreciate you. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family. Just copy the link, shoot it via text. You could share it on social media. I don't care if you got to put it up in smoke signals. Just get it out there. And don't forget that you got the website, www.heshardline.com. And join us here every single day. We operate six out of the seven days a week. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Don't forget, sovereignty itself is of course not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, Sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. We'll see you back here next time.